you know what we need to have when we start this? I got to get hold of the people who uh, um, sing the song, money, 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 money. Yeah, money. well, something. <laughs> we need some opening. <laughs> yeah, we need that. Just just to start the show. Just, yeah. just that little sh for show me the money. But this is Show Me The Buddy Club, live with Sergio and myself. What's going on, everybody? I uh, hope you're doing well. A uh, lot of crazy weather kind of calmed down a little bit, except for California, Sergio. So we kind of flipped uh, recently, so that's pretty good. Uh, but we got a pretty packed show. But Sergio, how you doing today? I'm doing great. Um, other than rain, I have no complaints. Nice. Yeah, except for your uh, leaky windows, but hopefully wow. that gets fixed and sealed up and, you know, no true issues from that. So hopefully everything stays good, especially for those who are affected by that. But uh, let's get into today's uh, rundown of what's going on uh, for people who are listening live or coming in uh, or listening in the replay or the, the uh, audio version of the podcast. Um, you'll know exactly kind of what's coming. Uh, so what we're going to be talking about today is First, we're going to be talking about the issues with oversaturation, the expectations going into 2023 uh, with the global economy crisis, all that stuff. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about why you need to multi-app. And if you're not, if you're if you're a Lyft lover, if you're an Uber lover, whatever it is, and you're not multi-apping, you really need to because we're going to show you a very, very similar ride and very big pay difference. So if you're not on both apps right now and you're not running both apps, this will put you over that. So Stay tuned for that. We're also going to be talking about, is the multiplier going to be coming back? We've been seeing it more and more, especially in California, uh, with Sergio sending me screenshots of Surge multiplier. So is it going to be making a comeback um, for me? I hope so. But uh, then we're going to be talking about Uber Health, uh, looking to expand into medical transportation, things like that. So uh, we're going to be talking about that. Love to hear your thoughts and feedback when we talk about that. Um, then we're going to go into, again, our driver education series, so you can figure out how you want to and why you want to know your costs associated when you're driving, whether it's rideshare, food delivery, last mile delivery, anything within the economy or using your car in general. So, you know, you're making a profit versus if you're at a loss. So we're going to be talking about that, really diving into that. Good news, I guess, for some people, the IRS is increasing the mileage, uh, standard mileage deduction. So we're going to be talking about where it's at. How it's going to affect you and if you're not tracking your mileage you really need to uh, so we're gonna be bringing that up also lyft what's going on with them with riders uh what they have to pay uh, we're gonna go over a few screenshots that somebody had sent us uh with their it looked to be a normal ride uh and you could see how it changed over a couple of days so it'd be pretty interesting to see that and then also uh, Uber is planning to have a kid's service in Australia. So child transportation <laughs> will it be coming to the U.S. I don't know. But either way, uh, that's the rundown of what we're going to be talking about today. And we want to say a special shout out to today's. Um, uh, I'm sorry. Today, we want to give a special shout out to today's sponsor of the Show Me the Money Club, Club podcast. And as a full-time gig driver, you may have had the unfortunate experience of being involved in an accident. Uh, this episode is going to be brought to you by the lawyers at Legal Rideshare. They have helped drivers like you put millions of dollars into their pockets for their car accident and injury claims. And if you want to learn how, make sure you visit the link below in the description to learn more. All right. So again, special shout out and thank you to Legal Rideshare for sponsoring today's video. 
And Sergio, what's going on besides all that? That was a little bit of a mouthful there. <laughs> yeah, man. You did good. You did good. What was the guy, Johnny Carson's sidekick? The, the, oh, I don't remember. We're, we're uh, going you're, back. You're, we're too, you're too young. You're, you're, too young <laughs> you're too young for that. All right. So hello, everybody on the right side. Right side meaning my right side, the, the comment side, right share Lisa, Steve, right share Mr. Gambit. Mr. Gambit, you must have killed it today. It was blood red in L.A because of the rain if you could drive of course um so yeah um uh, again yeah thank you for our sponsor uh legal right chair much appreciated um now do you yeah that's that's very that's nothing like cherry picking very in the rain true. when you cherry pick the best rides after the national championship game <laughs> yeah that was a that was a washout just like the rain that was coming what was it 64 to 7 or something like that some ridiculous score oh um, i don't know yeah but you know what? It gives the it gives the, the quarterback of the Georgia team didn't even make the team. Then he came on as a walk-on last year, two years in a row, wins the national championship. See, see, perseverance. You gotta persevere. Just like we are, we have to persevere as drivers, because right now it's oversaturated as heck. Mm -hmm. We we did a video yesterday and um although Uber CEO says we need more drivers, of course you need more drivers because yep. It fits your bill. Your way of making money is diametrically opposed of me making money. I want as little drivers as possible. You want as many drivers as possible. So, you know, just even there, we have a conflict of interest, obviously. Mm -hmm. So what's our first topic today, sir? Well, we are going to be talking about oversaturation right away. So okay. um, we'll get that. right into that. And the thing is, uh, it's not just, you know, us talking about it or drivers talking about it no this is actually straight from the news uh, yeah. so this is something that is uh pretty pretty much going to be happening and you know it's something that we kind of predicted because it's the low cost of entry it's the the barrier to entry is you know you got to be a certain age you got to have four doors a working car and within you know 15 years uh 10 years depending on where you are um that's going to be kind of dependent on location but you know, the cost of entry is very minimal and more yeah. people are looking at, you know, rideshare, food delivery, last mile delivery, all these different apps, all these different side hustles that you can do. Yeah. And with layoffs pretty much imminent, uh, with the global economy kind of slowing down, tightening up, uh, we've already seen it because of the pandemic, because of the supply chain shortages, because of this perfect storm of everything going on. Uh, basically, it's going to come down to if people can't, make enough money to pay their bills, put food on the table, they're going to have to find something else. And, you know, honestly, something like rideshare and food delivery and that can be very appealing because you can kind of go on and off at your leisure, your schedule. Um, and they, they really marketed themselves well uh, yeah. for the first 10 years saying, hey, go on when you want, go off when you want. This is this is your side hustle. Yeah. Um, so that's still in people's minds. Yeah, but you know, even even that way, Chris, people need to watch their bottom line. You're in it to make money. I know cash flow. For, you know, there are two questions here: being profitable or having cash flow, right? Cash flow to pay your bills, and then you're borrowing on the equity of your car to do so. Okay, if some, if, if you're that desperate, obviously you have to do what you have to do. We always always encourage what's on top of my head: decline garbage and knowing your worth. Now, if, if a DoorDash or Uber Eats sends me a $3 order, it's a no-go, right? Because after expenses, you know, I'm losing money on that deal. But 
if you're that desperate that you have to put some cash together to make up the rent or the, your card note, what can I say? It is what it is. And this article is, yeah, that thank you, Diva Master. Um, so this article came out January 3rd, like a couple, three days ago, a week ago. Uh, we're always like a few days behind on these articles because the show is on Tuesdays anyway. This is what I've been saying on this show for the last two and a half months. Now the mainstream media is catching up to it. It's reality. I mean, the companies are loving this, okay? They are truly, absolutely loving this. It's a tailwind for them because they have all the drivers they need and they don't have to put out bonuses and quests and, you know, any other bonus, actually. So, you know, their costs are going down because the biggest cost of Uber, Lyft, DoorDash is the driver, right? So until those uh, robots or AVs come around, we're the biggest cost. Let's say we're half of the cost anyway. 50%, you know, they take the commission on and, 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 you know, this is reality. So the pie actually also may be shrinking too, right? The pie meaning the demand or the consumer base. And that's, it doesn't seem like that's happening yet, but it will happen inevitably if a recession hits. And then what's happening is that the, the, the mouse that need to feed off of that pie are going higher and higher and higher meaning there are more and more drivers on the road than I can ever remember. In fact, we did the video, we brought it out yesterday, Chris. There were close to 150 comments, all 150 different drivers, unequivocally. There was not one that says market's undersaturated. They all were saying, and I'm talking, I'm talking, it had to be 150 different cities, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, not all these, these people are not stupid. They're seeing what they're seeing in their own markets, you know, from East Coast to West Coast to North to South. Markets are oversaturated, and just like Chris said, um, it's difficult at these times to make extra cash and barriers to entry is low, and you go in there, get in your car, do a few deliveries or a few rideshare trips, and make 100 bucks or 200 bucks that you need during the week, and that's adding to the density of drivers. Uh, Uber and Lyft and DoorDash and Grubhub and Instacart, they're all loving this because, uh, you know, in the old days when there was a shortage um, you know, they, they would scramble, had to put out major bonuses to get drivers back in their cars. Now they don't have to do any of that. Even, I mean, we saw that even in New Year's, although New Year's, it didn't make a difference. You know, the, the quests were garbage. So, mm -hmm. you know, and, and every dollar that they don't have to put out and bonuses is going down their bottom line. So I expect, you know, Uber and Lyft and DoorDash to do well in this upcoming quarter because their costs are controlled, not by something they're doing, by something that the economy is just giving them a hand, actually. Although the other end of the spectrum is that if demand goes down, then then they're going to suffer badly. I mean, the drivers are going to suffer anyway on a long winter, but I think these companies will suffer as well if if the demand goes down. Yeah. So, yeah. It's and that's what we article. talked about, too, is, you know, before DK said, oh, you know, Uber is recession-proof. From a driver's standpoint, absolutely. If, if the economy is bad, you're going to have more drivers. If the economy is yeah. good, you're going to have less drivers. Yep. in that aspect but when it comes to a downturn in the economy you know people are going to have to cut out certain expenses food delivery is probably going to be the first because yep. how expensive it can actually get instead yes. of uh you know going just just picking up your phone ordering no you might actually have to walk down the street to actually get your order or your convenience store order uh, yep. or you might have to get in your car and go pick up your food because it's going to be cheaper yeah. that way. So people are going to find ways to cut costs. Yeah. And I, that's you know, going to be definitely the first thing that's probably going to start dropping. Yeah. And then the second thing is probably rideshare, because if you well, have less money to do things, you're not going to be going out as much. 
or you're going to be scaling back on what you're doing during these times. So maybe you don't have to go out and drive uh, or find a second job or something like that. So um, I think as many layoffs have not come yet, as the economy has forecasted this and people have been already preparing, I think a lot you're going to see turning around is going to be the unrealized portion of what's about to come. And I think that's going to, to again, dry up the demand yeah. for not only just food delivery, but also rideshare. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I'm seeing this already. You know, uh, I've been doing deliveries as well over the last six months. I think I did my 800th delivery last weekend. Nice. And the frequency of ordering is quite low at the moment. I mean, before I would get ping after ping. Now I'm not getting that. But what I'm also seeing is that, um, you know, in delivery, by the way, Uber, DoorDash allow you to see the passenger receipt or, or the customer receipt, especially on Uber. The frequency is going down, but the Uber's take rate has gone through the roof on these. In fact, I'm working on an article of, for those 800 trips. Uh, initially, their take rate was not that much. They would make like a couple of bucks here and there on each delivery. And now on every single delivery, they're making a lot more than me, whatever they're paying me on my base rate. So what I'm thinking is that the frequency of ordering is going down, but to make up their numbers, revenue numbers, they're charging a lot more. And I'm also seeing that on the rideshare side as well. The frequency is going down. So in order to make their revenue fit for the upcoming quarter, what they're doing is they're just charging up the ass to these customers and passengers. I'm telling you, some of these receipts I'm seeing is uh, just blows my mind, right? And mm -hmm. I'm not even talking about now how much they're keeping and then what they're paying the driver, what they're charging for the job that's in front of me, right? A five mile trip is costing like 50 bucks now. That's $10 a mile, bro. So to me, you know, we gotta we gotta wait and see. I agree with you, um, Norma, but um, you know, uh, we'll see. I mean, January definitely is a slow time after holidays. People are all spent out. They spent all their credit cards um, balances, <laughs> available balances on, on gifts and things like that. But yes, January is usually slow, but colleges and schools are about to open or open in most cities anyway. I'm seeing a little bit of a better movement in the mornings as far as surge is concerned. Last couple of mornings was pretty decent, but the rain also helps, you know. Um, we'll see. We'll see where we're going to go. Um, uh, I'm keeping hope alive. Keep hope alive. I don't know. So. Yeah, absolutely. But going on beyond that, you know, this is where we talk about, you know, different strategies and things that you can yeah. do in order to ride out this winter uh, so to speak, which could last in the summer and maybe in the next year. So the whole thing comes down to pretty much our next topic at hand. And that is when it comes to, if you're not multi-apping, if you're not yeah. running multiple apps, yeah. you know, yes, if you're doing Uber, you should be, you should be doing Lyft. It's, yeah. it's just something you should do. Um, because if you look at these two screenshots right here, you're yeah. seeing a very, very similar ride. Almost. No, no. The by the way, uh, sorry. So I, when I sent you this, I didn't send you the details. This mm -hmm. isn't exactly the same chip. This is an identical oh, car. Yeah, so I was, the way, the, way the map looked on both Uber and Lyft, it looked very, very similar. But I wasn't yeah, it's sure. Identical chip. Same passenger ordered one on Lyft, one on Uber. Mm -hmm. Okay, and they're both going to the Trump uh, National Golf Course in LA, which is in Pacific Palisades. It's identical. Even you look at the map, Lyft, Lyft, Algo took a little bit of a different route, right? But if you look at the pickup time, if you look at the drop-off, the mileage is literally the same. The only difference in mileage, half a mile, is because the driver on the Lyft one was about half a mile away. And on the on the one that he took was uh, 
right on top of the passenger. So these are identical chips and they're the, the screenshots are taken within 30 seconds apart, meaning the Lyft request came in and then the Uber Lyft request came in. Okay. Yeah. And but for um, those who are listening, um, basically it's two different screenshots, one from Lyft, one from Uber for Lyft. Uh, it's, it's again, the same ride, you know, you're going almost 33 miles around 33 miles, according to their calculations. And it's not very far in the pit in terms of the pickup. Uh, and Lyft is offering the driver $24.51 for a 46-minute trip rated yeah. at 32.4 miles. And it's only half a mile to the pickup. While yeah. Uber is giving quite a bit more at $36.49 for the driver. And that is, uh, again, you know, the 40-plus minutes, 33.1 miles uh, to the same destination. So, yeah, yeah you could see almost $12 right there. That's 50% more than Lyft. Uber is paying. Uber yep. Lyft is 24.51. That's 12 bucks. Mm -hmm. 12 bucks is 50% more than Lyft. What Lyft is. Lyft is out of control right now. What Lyft is doing, the algo, I figured this out finally. I am pretty sure they're short in their quarter. I mean, they are absolutely ripping into the passenger now and lowering the pay as much as they can, you know, on the on the driver's side. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Okay. To me, it's like uh, you know, a lot of drivers are working only for Lyft, maybe. But um, hey, man, you got to multi-app. If you're only doing rideshare, you got to look at both apps. I mean, I have mm -hmm. two phones. I could not suggest strongly. And we're gonna do a segment. You know, we're gonna do a show on my little tips and tricks when I'm driving out there. You guys need to have phone two phones. It doesn't have to be, you know, something major. You can go buy a junk phone on eBay, but you got to see what your offers are. And on the same phone, sometimes it could become overwhelming. You know, your 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 you know your data plan is. I'm sure we all have unlimited plans. So what's the problem? Use two phones. See what you're doing. Don't drive it. Don't drive blind. So to me, this is this is proof. To me, enough proof that and I, this comes from a source that I trust completely. So hey, I mean, <laughs> if you took that lift trip and said didn't say decline garbage on that, and look where you are. I mean. Within a minute, you're getting the same offer on Uber at 36. You know, at 36 still, you know, I, I mean, literally, I, I would say at 36 and what it's taking me, uh, probably a doable trip, but at 24, definite decline garbage. No doubt hmm. about it, right? Yeah, that's what, that's the exact thought. And I'm not in the LA area, but when I was looking at that, I'm like, that would be, well, that. Why, why would you take the Lyft one versus the Uber one? Granted... Yeah. If you're only on Lyft, this is what you're going to see. If you're only on Uber, you're only going to see. But this is when it comes to the same trip on both platforms. This is something yeah. where we're able to, to show that. But when it comes down to the availability that you have and that you put yourself out there, if you're allowing yourself to be on multiple apps, again, I'm going to say it over and over again for those who continue saying, well, I'm only doing Uber, or I'm only doing Lyft, or I'm only doing DoorDash, whatever. It, no, you should be doing it everyone. Because yeah. the more that you're open is the greater chance that you're going to get some order or ride ride coming in where you're going to actually be making money. You're not making money sitting there. You're not yeah. making money. You're losing money if you're just driving around aimlessly. Yeah. You want to sit there. You want to wait for something to come in and you want to make sure it's actually going to be worth it for you. Yeah. If not, you know, the only time you're, you're making money is when somebody's in the car. But again, you need to check and double check to make sure it's actually going to be something that's going to be a profit versus a loss when yeah. you're on that particular ride or delivery. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing, no, yeah, we Zoom is here. Look, after a couple of weeks of uh, vacation, I think. Um, so, you know, there is a lot of comments that I'm just, you know, we're going to hit this, uh, you know, again. You remember we were talking about uh, people driving more because of this rain in L.A. We had a lot of detours that drivers had to drive more. I'm getting a lot of complaints that uh, the prices are not being adjusted up. Remember, remember the Uber and Lyft said uh, a lot longer, you know, if it lasts a lot further, a lot longer. I think they changed it a lot longer in the algo again. I don't know. I mean, if I'm driving 10 extra minutes because of the rain to do detours, you got to fucking pay me for that. I don't know. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, but we have some stuff we, I'm working on on that one. Um, I think, um, I mean, that needs to get fixed. You know, this is not charity. We're not doing this for, for free, right? Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Dave, the Uber slave is here. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, definitely multi-app. I mean, look, things are slow. If you can be on five different apps as, as an independent contractor, you know, if you have Spark, if you have Shipped, if you, I know they're all garbage. Somebody said they're all garbage. Okay, they're all garbage. Let's take that. But there is better garbage than worse garbage, I guess, if, if for a lack of better word. And if you're gonna decline garbage, I would definitely decline that Lyft garbage and then take that Uber garbage. Although Uber garbage puts me at thirty-six bucks on active hour. Remember the DK thirty-six bucks? That was exactly thirty. That would put me at thirty-six bucks active hour. Yep. You know. So there you go. So, yeah, moving on. Speaking of, of um, uh, Uber, <laughs> let's uh, let's uh, look at this screenshot here. Yeah, so basically, uh, this is something I don't know if you took the screenshot or not. No, uh, I did not take the screenshot. I had I had the same screenshot, but mine was not 4X, it's 4OX. Now, I've gotten this from L.A., obviously, this is L.A., but I've gotten also the same thing from San Francisco with a bunch of 3Xs. I said this after actually last week's show that um, Uber is sending a lot of multiplier trips to a lot of drivers I know. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not like this infrequent little glitch that you're getting here and there. I'm getting a lot of drivers sending me one eights, one nines, two threes. I'm talking 2.3 X now. Um, so I know these MFers are testing something. Yep. In SF, I got, I got a whole bunch from SF, San Francisco. Um, I don't know what they're testing, Chris. Now, I spoke to this driver. This driver did not get a 4X ride, okay? Did not. <laughs> to, to make that clear, the gray clouds is something new as well. You know, this is all of LA is covered in gray before it turns red. I don't know why they chose gray. I guess they chose gray, whatever the reason is. Um, this driver actually did not get any trips with the multiplier. But why show this? And give a lot of drivers I know in LA multiplier trips, actual trips. I have screenshots. You know, they're coming in, they're not coming in at 4X, but they're coming in at 1.8 to 2.3s, which is, hey, man, <laughs> I'll take that any day. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. They're testing something. We're going to find out. You know, Uber hasn't said anything yet, but one morning we're all going to wake up, hopefully. And it's going to be like 1.8, 2.3s, 2.7s, 3.0s, whatever. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know, you know, these guys, they always do test these things and then they don't tell drivers because we're the guinea pigs in the mm-hmm. big old, big old uh, gamification experiment of theirs. But uh, hopefully, hopefully from my mouth to God's ears, we're going to get the multiplier. <laughs> well, the, the only thing that that's weird is, again, the blue. I don't know why they put that on there, but if you, I don't know if you noticed, but in the corner down um, 
right almost at the bottom of the screen there on yeah. the left it says it's got the flat rate there so it says a dollar 50 but everything yeah. else is you know pretty much 4x except for a yeah. couple of spots where it says 3x on yeah. it yeah. um so yeah it's pretty interesting to see and we you know we've seen this pretty much since they brought flat rate surge around to several parts of the country yeah. uh we start we've continued seeing it but it seems like it's popping up more and more and if you have to kind of figure out the area it's in it seems like it's in california over yeah. anywhere else yeah i've um, seen it know. in san diego i've seen it in san francisco i've seen it from screenshots in la obviously Kenzie goes Uber plan, <laughs> Uber plan multiplier baiting from surge bait. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the true surge bait, correct? That's the true bait. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> and then somebody said the uh, 4x without without pickup or drop off info. Bring it. I take it. I'll, I'll take 4x over not knowing where I'm going any day, baby. Oh yeah. And then, then 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 I'll squeeze the algo with my DF, and then you know I know exactly what I'm getting. Don't worry about it. West Coast lottery scratcher, but trust me, there is. <laughs> I'm just hoping they bring it up. Hey Michelle, how are you? I hope your uh, uh, <laughs> spreadsheet is up to far 500 lines now. Um, so anyway, but yeah, that's it. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we get the multiplier. Let's go. Yeah, that'd be nice. I'd like to see it all over though, because you know, as I put on there. Um, right here, what do you prefer? Would you prefer flat rate or multiplier? Um, you know, <laughs> let us know. I mean, first off, let us know what you like or what you prefer. And as a general, not, oh, well, some rides are better than others is flat rate over, over multiplier. Nope. I'm talking about the grand scheme of things. What would you rather have? If, if you were given the choice to toggle and you had to pick it and walk in forever, would you pick flat rate surge or multiplier surge? 100% I would say multiplier surge. There you go. There's my answer. Multiplier surge. Baby. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's exactly what I would do. It's okay. it, to me, it was so much better. And you know, you're right. Yeah, every once in a while, flat rate's a little bit better depending on what it is. But multiplier overall is much greater. Anyway, yeah, so. close says something decent actually. Four X on what? There is no rate card compared to it. It's a scam uh actually bear close is not true i i have seen whole bunch of uh, screenshots of trips with the multiplier it's off of the upfront fare so you have five dollar upfront fare if you get a 2x you get a ten dollar trip as opposed to anything else so um yes there is no uh miles and minutes but it's off of the upfront fare and they're putting the multiplier on top of the upfront fare which is i think reasonably fair um yeah that's it so <laughs> hopefully hopefully all right. Well, let's. Uh, this is this next topic. I would love to know what everybody's thoughts are, are on this. You know, we've talked right. about this, you and I, Sergio, yeah. previously, maybe yeah. uh, I don't know, a couple months ago. Yeah. Um, but Uber Health is looking to expand medical delivery services. Yeah, man. We talk, you know we talked about this, and 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 you know we know Lyft was strong, it is strong when it comes to medical transport. Uh, we said. And that was one of our most popular videos because pretty much it was unanimous agreement, which was, um, look, I'm not qualified to treat these people if something goes wrong in my backseat and who takes on the liability. Mm -hmm. But Uber, of course, is not going to listen to any of us. <laughs> I mean, why would they? Uh, you know, although, can I, can I say hi to, no, I can't, right? Can I? <laughs> I think you can say hi to anybody. I can say hi, hi, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever. Okay. 
All right, but here, here just to, just to go through this real quick, uh, yeah. it says Uber Health, a subsidy of the popular ride-sharing app, has seen growing demand for services as it continues its foray into the $4 trillion healthcare industry. Beyond health-centric solutions, Uber Health is also looking to partner with other companies. For example, it re recently announced services including rides to appointments for patients with employer-sponsored plans, as well as rides for nurses, particularly those who are in home health care. And then yeah. going on to the next screenshot, hold on. Um, it says, we anecdotally heard uh, from our customers that you can see about an extra patient a day, which helps not only serve the patient, but really makes a workforce where we have a shortage much more productive as well. Uber Health is stressing to companies that such services cut down on costs with more people being seen at home or at medical facilities other than ERs. Because just having the benefits and having the tool isn't enough, uh, we now think about how to make that scalable for health plans by thinking about the overlapping needs of patients so we can take administrative cost out of the system and then candidly structuring the benefits in a way that works for all. Yeah. So, so my first thing is goodbye tips. Yeah. We weren't going to get any on these to begin with. Bye-bye, yeah. Um, no, but you know what it is, though? Um this this obviously is it when they correctly state four trillion dollar healthcare industry right in all of this all of this is there one sentence about the guy who or the gal who's gonna take this sick person to the not one right not nope. one doesn't say we need to train them doesn't say this is the liability that somebody dies in your back seat doesn't say we're going to pay more because we know what medical transport costs. And that's why this is happening. Cheap ass insurance companies, bean counters, hospitals, they're all cutting costs. They go, hey, we're calling Uber. Four bucks versus $400 for this trip. Eh, I just saved mm -hmm. 396 bucks. I'm going like, no. <laughs> now, now is when the, the upfront fares and upfront destination comes into play. You guys see a goddamn hospital pickup, bro? sayonara no <laughs> goddamn chance of me getting anywhere near that thing so i'm not going to do these because i don't know what my liability is seriously i mm -hmm. picked up some sick people they're like goddamn sick now one i don't want to get sick number one number two there are some outpatient surgical patients seriously chris i've had one of these guys now i gotta get up and fix fix their you will take them god bless you um no hands-on passengers. I've I, I was just gonna say that Norma. I had to call 911 because this guy is about to die in my backseat. I don't want this situation. I don't want it to be more nerve-wracking than it is driving. Driving should be easy. Point A, point B, see you later. But this, I'm not mentally, physically, professionally, educationally trained for to help somebody if something goes wrong in my backseat. I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of myself, but I'm also thinking of the you know, passenger. Poor person i mean they're in a car with me i'm not qualified i'm not an emt i don't know shit i can give you cpr I'll probably kill you when i'm giving you cpr but other than that i don't want to do it so but uber is going to do it and they're expanding yeah. well, and i don't blame uh, them i guess all right before we get into some of the comments that people have already uh made about this whole thing uh first off for anybody who's watching right now Put in the chat what your thoughts are. Anybody who's listening post the show or even in the snippet or whatever, um, you know, put in the comments what you would do with these. Would you take them? Would you not? 
where's your concerns? Are you already taking them seeing? What are you seeing? And then uh, Mommy and Lulu, I see your question. We'll answer that later, um, just to let you know. So stick around for that. And then um, let's get into some of these comments that people have been saying when it comes yeah. to uh, these Facebook comments that people... Yeah, this is from our Facebook page. Um, for the most part, rides are rides, just rolled with them. But I didn't notice a few issues more common with medical rides. Okay, rides booked, the third parties sometimes set unrealistic expectations. Well, hello, that's like pretty much with every goddamn ride share <laughs> trip these days because we get treated like their limo, limo, limo and their private chauffeur. They sometimes have large equipment. Yes, crutches, canes, O2 tanks. Yep, I agree. And then wheelchairs, those good old wheelchairs that is like a Tetris. You got a goddamn play Tetris to fold that thing. Takes 10 minutes to fold the damn thing because I don't know how to fold one. The rides booked through third-party services never tip. That's the 100% correct. Mm -hmm. <laughs> never because they're, the poor passenger is not the, the one that's ordering the trip. And if they're sick, coughing, sneezing or whatever, no one wants to deal with it. Yeah, I, I, I definitely don't want to deal with it. And then, uh, you know, Steve says they're okay unless passenger's illness is contagious. Well, how the heck am I supposed to know if they're contagious or not, man? I mean, the guy doesn't get in my car with a banner on his head saying I'm contagious. <laughs> I was like, I, oh, well, I don't even know what they have because they don't even go to the hospital they and know what they have. Rate your car now. Shit, they don't even know what they have. I'm like, what the hell am I supposed to know? <laughs> and then... You know, okay, this was a serious comment. He goes, so my full-time job is doing NEMT trips. Okay, pays much better than Uber and Lyft. Uh, well, as it should. <laughs> you get paid mileage per person you take. I have a grand caravan, so I can take up to five people at the same time. So five different diseases potentially in your car. <laughs> <laughs> Communicable diseases. Yeah, and five times the mileage rate. See? Wow. Now, there is risk-reward right there, baby. Yep. You know, yeah, I'm doing well, this shit for what's four your number? What is pay? your number that you would do where you'd be like, Yeah, I'll take the medical rides? Would it be 2x, 5x, 10x? What 5x sounds do? good. 5x sounds good to me. To, to, yeah, as a starting I, I, I point, 5x sounds good to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, my problem is when I get this trip through Uber and Lyft being done by other NEMT companies, those companies accepted the trip on their end and have a driver take the patient to a medical appointment. So many times when I go to the pickup, the person is confused as to where the regular driver is. Well, of course, oftentimes that our company is using Uber and Lyft. Yes. And and so I've had several where they were upset. I understand. Look, my biggest problem with an NEMT company is doing this, that we have to go through certain training. Thank you, sir, whoever you are. Have first aid and CPR certification. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Every Uber and Lyft driver has that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And also required to carry certain equipment in case of <laughs> this is not right here, my man. <laughs> this is turning into like I'm like a you know ambulance driver. This is this mm -hmm. is not me. I'm not, I wasn't I didn't sign up for this. And then the signing up part comes in a little bit later. So <laughs> well, um, all right. This this is where I'm at. I would not mind taking medical transportation when it came to like transporting, you know, products or or things like actual physical things like just delivery i don't care medical transport all day if it comes to passengers or something like that yeah, getting yeah, in my car no. you know that's that's a little bit different especially if it comes to them being sick um if they're just going to an appointment because they have to see the doctor and they're not sick or anything they're just going for an appointment a checkup whatever it is i don't have a problem with that yeah that's fine uh, but don't expect me to sit there and wait for you for your appointment that ain't yeah. gonna happen yeah well, well, the next page says something interesting, right? And then um, just put up the next screenshot, Chris. 
and oh, that was it. Because there was one, there was one that well, said, well, I didn't know if you're, do you want to go through any of these ones or no? No, no, that, that this is like the talking about the walker and the wheelchair. I fully understand. You're going, look, this guy, typical for Micah, okay? Who cares as long as it pays my bills? You can't pay your bills if you're sick, bro. If you're dead, you catch some disease from one of these people. And then what if this guy, you know, leaves some bodily fluids on your back seat? I mean, you don't want that. What if this guy, I mean, come on, man, bleeding in your back seat. You don't want any of this stuff. And then, and Chris, that's not our Chris. That's a different Chris. No, it goes, nope, I refuse all those rides. Not profitable and not worth it. That's my attitude at the moment, unless the price changes. <laughs> and then love him and hate him. You signed up to do the job. Do the job, Rick says. <laughs> oh, I'm Rick. like, we don't have a job, sir. We're independent contractors. Okay. Yeah, you can, you can to choose to take that job or leave it on the table. <laughs> that's that's the whole point of independent contractor is I that mean, you and can then, choose and what to make things funnier. To make things funnier, James says Rick signed up to drive people to bars and restaurants, not be a medical aid. No, we didn't sign up to do that either, James. <laughs> we didn't sign up to do anything, James. We just signed up to drive from people A to B. No specific medical transport. No specific bar to. Other bar transport, we didn't sign up to any of this. We just take them as they come. You know, right here, I used to call right here, Chris. It's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. Oh, exactly. Now, there you go, bro. One one could be bar to whatever, the other oh, one could now, be LAX to whatever. <laughs> like, hey. You know how they you know how that's what it was? Like back in the day, the box of chocolates would just be random. You'd never know what was inside until you actually ate it. Exactly. Now you, now you flip them over, you can see where each one is located and what it is. So that's that's up front fares. Yeah, man. That's 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 the way it goes. And then there was one comment that hits the nail on the head. Okay. There you go. Chris said the same thing. Chris above that says he refuses all those rides. It seems like a reasonable person. All Chris's are reasonable, supposedly. Yes, <laughs> Rick, I guess. Chris I guess so. we're, good, we're a good uh, company. <laughs> that's right. So <laughs> Chris says, uh, Rick, independent contractor. I only take rides that are beneficial to me and my pocket. I'm not an employee or charity. There you go. Decline garbage. Know your worth. Chris, welcome to the Show Me the Money Club. And then this poor lady is talking about, <laughs> about her horrifying experience. I picked up a mother and teen daughter from a clinic and took them to pharmacy, then home. Oh, my God. Multiple stopper. Holy shit. <laughs> they were good enough to wear masks the whole time, but I was still worried about catching something. My worst one was the guy who was going to the ER with a stomach bug. Ooh. I prayed the whole time. Oh man, oh man. See, see what I mean? We don't want to do these things, man. We see, don't want these see, things. The other thing when it comes to that, this is the whole reason why you need to have the puke bags in your car, just in case, because you don't know who's getting in your car, who's not getting in your car. And yeah. even if you're not driving during bar time hours, it's still good to have just in case somebody is sick and needs it. That way it's not getting in your car. Yeah, I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to refuse to do these if I know. Oh, look, I know where the pickup is. So if it's a hospital, yeah. But if it's uh, mm -hmm. home, taking them to a hospital after they had a aneurysm or some shit, I don't know. That I cannot help, obviously. But if you come to cherry pick, if it's a pickup at a hospital, I'm not going to do those. Yeah. So that's that's my my thing. And <laughs> Dr. Fenestrator says, lift is like a box of chocolates. They'll kill your dog. Yeah, dogs are <laughs> not your pet. If nothing else, we have some funny people here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, next one. So, yeah. <laughs> but. All right. 
Yeah. In, in other words, I mean, you know, the, the whole nurse thing, though, getting nurses to and from places, that that's... I'm okay that's, with that. I have no problem with, with helping people like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Rise. I mean, how many do you pick up already that are home care uh, workers, home care nurses? Um, I already pick up so many to begin with. So, yeah, I mean, it's probably at least 20%. I don't know if it's just our area has quite a bit of them. They use more, uh, whatever it is. But yeah, that's essentially, and you, you know the times too when they're getting out of the shifts. And the yeah, shifts you know what? The, the other thing, by the way, Chris, the other thing, if, you know, I used to do quite a bit of lift scheduled trips. Like if I'm early morning shift, mm -hmm. I'm, in the, I'm in the suburbs of LA, I would pick up an early morning, you know, ride to LAX just to get into the city, right? Now, the other day, I looked at it on scheduled rides. 80% were from hospitals because I know all of you, you know, I'm pretty close to like three, four hospitals. Holy crap, bro. 80% of those scheduled chips from hospitals. I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm like, no, no. Yeah. Well, all we'd right. like to know uh, either way what your thoughts are. Is this something you'd be interested in? Uh, is it something where they got to say, show me the money and then we'll go? Yeah, five X, five X. What's five X, what is your I number? Mean, what is your thoughts on that? You know, let us go on that, and uh, we'd love to know just your comments, your thoughts behind it. Uh, so either put it in the live chat, put it in the comments, whatever it is. Uh, That's a good one, right there. Carlos. Carlos Pont says Lyft and Uber shall use their robo cars for medical rides. There you go. <laughs> I like that one. Autonomous like vehicles for autonomous vehicles for medical rides. Imagine the heart attack that guy is going to get into bed. <laughs> Like, All right. Well, let's let's shift up things a little bit and let's uh, let's help drivers with some education and yeah. you know figuring out your costs and why yeah. it's also important. So, again, you know, All if right. you're driving for charity or if you're driving for money. Right. So on top of my head, and it's going to be here for the rest of the year until things change or until things change. Decline garbage. Know your worth. Right. We've shown other drivers spreadsheets um we're working on ours definitely going to be out shortly because i don't want it to be too complicated but i also don't want it to be simple so give you guys a hint what it's going to in involve in our spreadsheet is going to be there's two types of costs when it comes to running a vehicle okay one is called a fixed cost and one is a variable cost now how many of you know what fixed costs and variable costs are i know norma knows now i do if you don't know your cost how can you figure out what you just got offered is garbage? Now, if your cost is 25 cents a mile, then 50 cents on a mile on a trip is not garbage to you. But if your cost is 50 cents a mile, because you're driving a new car with higher depreciation factors and whatever it is, then that trip is garbage. So in order to know garbage, you have to know your starting point, which is your cost, right? So we're going to help you guys figure this out. Because I can willy-nilly sit here and say, please decline garbage. And then they all go, what is garbage, Serge? Uh, well, you're going to have to figure it out. You have to do some math in your head when you get the pink screen. But if you don't know your cost, you have nothing to go on. Okay? So when it comes to operating costs, the fixed costs are your car note, your insurance. You know, these are all the fixed costs, right? Your tag, registration, although in California it kind of varies, but it's going to be the same here and there. Um, your taxes, all these things are fixed costs. Fixed meaning it's fixed for the duration of the life of the car. Uh, if you have a loan, obviously, if it's a five-year loan, you have those fixed costs for five years. Your payment's not going to fluctuate up and down. If you have a car lease, which you shouldn't do to drive a ride share because you're going to go way over miles, 
But if you're going to end up buying the car for the residual at the end, then that's part of your fixed cost as well. So fixed costs are pretty simple to explain. I mean, there isn't much that goes into fixed costs, right? And then uh, on, on the next side of the, the spreadsheet we're going to offer is going to be variable costs, right? Variable costs are such as things, as it says here, fuel, right? I mean, we know. From one week to the next week to the next week in California, your variable cost could be fluctuating immensely. Mm -hmm. So when that happens, what, what, what's going to happen? Your, your actual cost is going to fluctuate immensely, right? So maybe the one, for that the week, one thing too is you should figure out, you should have the, the, the knowledge between different point, price points in gas. So what's the lowest you've seen over the last three years? What's the highest you've seen over the last three years? and know that range because likely it's not going to get lower or higher than that so you'll be good to go especially this past summer how high it spiked um and then three years ago was almost at its lowest because of the pandemic and things like that so at least you know that range you like in this in the example it says for example if the cost of gasoline is three per gallon your vehicle gets 25 miles a gallon the cost per mile is 12 cents right so if it goes up to five five dollars you know that too so you can know that when you go fill up and when you want to know what your exact costs are at that moment, but you want to have that range. So you have that roundabout figure in your head when these ping requests come in. Yeah. So once you know your cost, right. In, in fact, you can do the spreadsheet every week, which I do it every week or after every shift pretty much to figure out if I was profitable or not. Now, part of the variable cost obviously is going to be the maintenance of the car, because as we know, over the last three years, maintenance on vehicles have doubled, tripled, right? Okay. And then you have tires, you have brakes, you have, you know, all kinds of, you know, you have maybe unexpected uh, maintenance issues, right? So those are all variable. You don't know. As they come, you put them in, you know, you put them on your spreadsheet and then figure out this is my cost. But the, the biggest factor is going to be gasoline for most people. But a lot of people, you know, or think about gasoline as their biggest expense, which it is obviously because we buy almost every day if you're a full-time driver. You know, if the gas fluctuates 20%, well, guess what? Your cost just went up 20% for that week. So you have to figure all these things out. And then you have, you know, uh, if you add the variable cost and the fixed cost together, and then divided by the miles that you're driving, you're going to achieve a number. You're going to get a number that's hopefully into the very low pennies, 25 to 35 cents, hopefully. Because in today's upfront fares, not too many trips are being priced uh, unless it has a surge in it. Not too many trips are being priced at a buck or more. Um, so then you will have to figure out what my overall total operating cost is. Total operating cost is fixed costs and variable costs put together and then divided by the miles. And as it says here, ownership's costs are, you know, the fixed costs we know. Um, so there is an example here, you know, we'll leave it on the screen for another 30 seconds. So it says, for example, if the annual ownership cost of a car is $2,000 and you drive 10,000 miles per year, which we know is a lot higher in a full-time driver's case, but they we put simple numbers in here. The cost is 20 cents per mile. I wish everybody drove for 20 cents a mile, then a, a trip priced by UFD at 60 cents would be wonderful, right? Everybody would take that. It'll be a profitable trip. But unfortunately, the cars I see out there, Chris, they're goddamn brand spanking new cars out there, man. Mm -hmm. And I'm going like, this is the wrong car to do right here with, especially <laughs> on a full-time basis. So, oh, so you're saying the 2022 
uh, Honda Pilot that I just got is not for. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not, Damn not, it. Not. Well, you're going to eat the depreciation on that the first year. So, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> well, you know yeah. what? Hey, hey, again, it was not primarily because of Uber or Lyft, it's for That's the family. Awesome. So, yeah. you know, Uber and Lyft, when they're showing me bonuses, and Lyft is showing me another bonus again um i'm okay with that yeah that's all good that's all good as long as look man as long as you know your cost um you know i'm happy with you guys if you don't know your cost and then bitching money you're not making money you have nothing left at the end of the week i'm like yeah because your costs are so high you didn't even know it and you accepted all those garbage garbage trips <laughs> and then yeah. you go uh yeah don't complain so to me this is a must for everybody especially especially with upfront fares now because these upfront fares have no rhyme or reason what how these algorithms are spitting these chips out. Okay, one is going to be like a sixty cents, one is going to be a dollar sixty. I'm like, yeah, of course everybody wants to take the dollar sixty, but if your costs are 40, 50, 60 cents, and you they throw out a trip at sixty cents and you take it, like okay, you know we we know we show all those uh, all those long trips, right, Chris? Sixty miles for thirty bucks. I'm like, bro, yeah. that's fifty cents a mile. That's not that difficult. And if your cost is twenty five cents. At 50 cents, and if it's gone in your direction, maybe you'll take it. But if your costs are 50 cents, you're a dead man. Even if it's gone in your direction, you you, you won't go near that thing, right? So to me, everybody needs to know these, and we're going to help you guys figure this out. Because I think this is lacking in the driver community. The bottom line, education, profitability. We are not charity. We are not public service. We are not doing this for the love of goddamn driving. Okay, that's it. <laughs> Now, one thing that drivers miss completely, so in Chris's case, is going to eat it horribly this year, the first year. Well, you know, the oh, I already year, did just this past week, just driving off a lot. Driving <laughs> off a lot, you lost 20%. Yeah. <laughs> so um, depreciation is something people don't figure out, okay? I'm going to simply explain it because, you know, we're going to talk about this next few weeks and some more. Depreciation under IRS rules. Okay, for cars, it's five years, five. If you buy a brand new car, you can depreciate that car. And there is a maximum cost of 68,000, I think this year, but nobody's gonna buy a $68,000 car to the right year. So yeah. this, will, this is a tax deduction, okay? You can take the depreciation in five years, okay? And, and in most cars cases, okay, cars depreciate about 20% the first year and about another 10% consecutively going after that the first four years. However, that's under regular driving conditions. And we know rideshare drivers are not regular drivers. So full-timers put 60, 70,000 miles a year on their car. Now, in that case, what you have to do is you have to go figure out, like go to a Kelly Blue Book. Don't make your life too complicated. Go to Kelly Blue Book. If you, put, if you bought a brand new car and put 60,000 miles on it, go price your car. Whatever you lost, as far as whoever is willing to pay for your used car, whatever they're willing to pay for it, is your depreciation. And divided by the miles, and you know how many miles, how many cents per mile is your depreciation factor, right? So here's an example that they give here. A new pickup that costs $50,000 that you plan to own for five years and then sell for $20,000 will have an annual depreciation of $6,000. $50,000 minus $20,000 and divided by five is $6,000 a year. Okay. So if you take and then you drive 12,000 miles, look at the depreciation factor, right? 50 cents a mile on in this case. If you're living with these numbers, 
just your depreciation factor is 50 cents a mile that we haven't put in the variable and fixed cost on top of this yet. So people think about depreciation. Now, if you go, this also happens to be a valid case for, if you go buy a used car for 15,000, 18,000, which is 20,000, whatever it is, or 10,000, a beater for a ride share, which is perfectly fine. As long as it applies, is in the Uber and Lyft, you know, lists of cars. I think there's 10 or 12 year, you can't drive anything more than 10 or 12 year old on both platforms. So if you go buy one of those, even that car has a depreciation factor, although most of it has been already taken out, right? So you have to think of these things, right? To me, the most important part that people miss is depreciation, Chris, and they need to yeah. figure this out. What, how many cents per mile? And this is going to be also in our calculator, okay? Yeah, the, so, the, the biggest thing is it's not how much you fill up and then... Yeah. What that's you drive for those those are not the the costs <laughs> that's not all of it there's there's a lot more that goes into it but once you break it down once you figure it out you're going to have a much better idea on what your costs actually are for you to drive somebody asked what's the minimum i should drive um it's based on your vehicle it's based on, it's on you your know, cost. a lot of factors you have to sit down and just figure it them out over. i have a fairly new car okay i have a 2021 santa fe Okay, Honda Santa Fe. It comes with a hundred thousand mile warranty. My personal rule of thumb is, if the upfront fare, I add the miles to the pickup, add the miles to destination. You have to figure that part out. You can't just go by looking at what how, how long it is to your destination or how far it is to your destination. You have to figure it out because sometimes you're driving three miles to pick up and you're not getting paid for that. So what I do is I add those two mileages, right? If it's three miles to pick up and five minutes, eight bucks. If that trip is eight to 10 bucks, I will take that trip, which is a buck to buck 25, because I know my cost is about 51, 49 to 51 cents, depending on the gas I put in the car that day, okay? So to me, a double is okay. There was one really good question here. Tyler Webb says, what is wrong with the IRS number that you don't like? I have, I like the IRS number. I think Actually, I was going to mention that thing. Now I'll mention it just that you brought it up. Push comes to shove, people. Zero out your odometer when you're getting out of the goddamn house that morning, okay? Now, that's under the assumption that you're only going to do not share, ride share. There's no personal driving involved whatsoever because those miles are not, you cannot take the deduction for. If you went in the, between your rides to pick up your kid, you have to, you cannot uh, ride off those miles, okay? So let's say you went out and did eight hours of ride share. Zero out your miles. When you come home, look at it, multiply times the new IRS deduction that's going to come into play and deduct it from your gross. And there you are. You'll figure out if you made money or you didn't make money. There's nothing wrong with that. But that IRS deduction, uh, Tyler, is very, very conservative number. A lot of people's numbers are way below the IRS number. That's why ride share drivers are notorious not paying taxes. So, and these are all the parts of the cost that we were talking about, right? So please, people, please, when we bring this tool out, please, please, just, it's free, free. There was another person, by the way, I think they're watching us, Chris. He runs a DoorDash channel. He goes, oh, the most important thing is your profitability and your cost. And I have a calculator set up for you guys. So I go to the calculator. He's selling the calculator for $2.99. I'm going like, what kind of bullshit is that, bro? <laughs> I'm like, hey, man. You know, so there you go. Uh, we're going to do that. We're going to help you guys figure out your costs so you can figure out what that means. Yep. If you're driving for 20 cents a mile, 
Take all the 50 cent chips you want, man. I'm not going to call you a Formica. But but here here's the thing. Here oh, let, let's uh let's go back. Let's just backtrack just a, just a step. Um you know if you know your costs, you know your profitability range. But the thing is you also need to remember know your worth and is your worth at 50 cents a mile per trip or are you looking for something like 75 cents a dollar a mile something like that. So even though you might be in that profitable zone at 50 cents a mile, the question is do you want to take that? Uh, when push comes to shove and you need some extra money or something like that, at that point, yeah, you probably could get away with taking that or if there's a bonus or streak bonus or whatever might be going on uh, to fulfill that requirement, then sure, that might be uh, something to factor in. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things too, you also need to know what is your time worth. And yeah. well, that's, um, that's absolutely. something that, absolutely. that we need absolutely. to Absolutely. When you're accepting a ping, you got to put a lot in, you know, in those eight seconds, Chris. We talked about this. We're going to probably do it again. That's, um, another another that's segment. When it comes back to the three P's and planning, Absolutely. you need to know. You need to know not only what your costs are associated yeah. to a physical object like your vehicle and all of the costs that associate with you being able to pick up somebody or a food delivery, Absolutely. but you need to factor in your time. Absolutely. You know, I could go to you know Starbucks for twenty bucks an hour and stand there and you know do all the stuff that i gotta do there or mcdonald's and whatever it is uh that's what time you might say yeah that's what i'm willing to work per hour or per per whatever it might be shift however you're gonna work that out and obviously in w2 it's it's a per hour uh when it comes to you know anything in the gig economy it's really per trip uh or per order uh so you got to figure out those types of things where is your value? Because again, if you're not making that 20 an hour, if you're not covering your costs, yeah, well, you need to figure that out because otherwise, again, if you're just running at cost, you're not making anything extra and yet you're putting a bunch of time into it. Yeah. So, but one question here I'm going to answer. Right shift dude says Lyft and Uber tracks mileage. Yes, they do. They, they track your mileage for period two and period three, which is from the time you accept the ping to the time you finish the trip. That's called active time. They calculate mileage off of that. However, all the other miles while you're repositioning yourself, while you're out there driving without a passenger expecting a ping, those are also deductible miles. Right shift, dude. So you know. That's why you need a mileage tracker and you need to keep track of your miles. I mean, worse come to worse again. Have a goddamn piece of notebook, paper, pen. Write your mileage when you're leaving the house. Write your mileage when you're coming back into the house. And then those are your deductible miles, okay? So not every Uber, Uber Lyft does not send you all that information. So. Yeah, um, you, you want to track your own mileage because then, you know, you can put that to your tax preparer and everything. I check um, my tax forms. That is not true, Norma. Last time I checked, they're, they're only giving you active miles, not when you're repositioning. Your app could be on. You're driving, you know, from another three miles to reposition yourself i don't think those miles are calculated no they're uh, not but we'll, we'll we'll check on that and then get back to you on that no they're definitely not and then the other thing too is if you're multi-apping the app is not yeah. going to yep. the, the apps together are not going to combine to figure out what your total is your total is going to be higher than what these apps are telling you 100 um, so percent. you and, definitely and, need to log your apps or log your miles what what mileage tracker am I using? I use uh, Mile IQ and I have Stride as well. Um, 
they're both real, relatively accurate, but you also, I mean, got to keep an eye on it for yourself. The other thing is on these mileage trackers, you have to make sure that the deduction you're taking is not done. And look, you know, I'm not going to say to do this, do that, but a lot of people drive their personal miles and include it into rideshare driving. And if you get audited, you're effed. Okay. They're going to ask you that. So to me, it's not worth it. Okay. And to me, just keep an eye on your mileage, figure out, okay, today at a hundred miles, I drove 80 miles was for rideshare and 20 was for personal. Then I can only deduct the 80 miles. So you have to figure that part out on your 2022 uh, forums, Norma, you're going to see a difference. It's not the same. Uh, but anyway, okay, let's go to the next one. And this is, we talked about this depreciation versus mileage reimbursement, standard mileage rate. We that's okay. So let's skip to the IRS one because I think it's connected to this, right? Okay. Um, and boom, there we go. So last year, July one, because of gas prices going crazy, IRS increased the mileage deduction to 62 and a half cents. So yep. part of the year was going to be, yeah, part of the year was going to run at, uh, no, no, 65 and a half cents is coming up now. Yep. 62 and a half cents was from July one to until Feb for January one. And then they bumped it three more cents. Now, now you guys will get the write-off, 65 and a half cents. Last year will be tricky for a lot of drivers if you especially drove full-time because half the year is going to be a different deduction rate and half the year is going to be at 62 and a half. Now yeah. we're at 65 I mean, and a half. Most, most uh, mileage trackers should have that, especially yeah. if you can classify by date. Uh, yeah. And then that way it's, it's much easier to figure out because it should already be tracking that in the background. That's yeah. what these mileage trackers are for. Um, so hopefully you have one that is doing that calculation based along with it. Yeah. Um, so there are plenty out there. You just need to make sure you are aware of that and then paying attention to that. But yeah, um, so essentially January 1 came around and now that standard deduction is 65 and a half cents per mile. Uh, so it did go up three cents, even though gas came down. Uh, other costs associated with owning a car and maintenance yeah. of a car has continued to stay high. Um, so that is part of the reason why that standard mileage deduction has gone up. Yep. So now you guys have to pay, well, most drive drivers don't pay taxes. So so when it comes to your costs, by the way, the question that you asked, um, I forgot your, your uh, name, but at worst you can do, okay, is this. Let's say you went out and grossed 200 bucks today, okay? Please, if I hear I made 200 bucks ever again, I'm going to kill myself, okay? So, well, this this we'll talk about in a second. So leave this up. So let's say you drove, you made, you grossed 200 bucks. And for that 200 bucks, you drove 150 miles. And to gross that 200 bucks took you seven hours, okay? Average numbers for LA, let's say. In those seven hours, if you drove 150 miles to gross that 200 bucks, you take the 150 miles times 65 and a half cents. The worst comes to worse. And I'm hoping that your cost is not 65 and a half. I'm hoping it's 30, 40, right? So you take the 150 miles times 65 and a half is roughly, I'm going to guess, about 100 bucks. So 200 bucks was your gross. 100 bucks was the IRS deduction. You're left with 100 bucks. And seven hours, 100 divided by seven is about 14, 14 and a half bucks an hour. And that was your net. And if your net is way below minimum wage in your city, you shouldn't be doing right here, okay? Or change your strategy and pay attention to some strategies, you know, strategical driving, the hours you're driving, change your shift, split shift, whatever it is, okay? Worst comes to worst. 
but knowing your cost helps. And these are some of the other things that you guys can deduct, right? Obviously, you know, your parking, if you're parking somewhere, um, your tolls. Well, tolls is credited by Uber and Lyft to you. If you're in tolls in LA, we don't have too many tolls. Your cell phone bill, your travel lodging. Let's say you took a long trip. We shouldn't <laughs> under, under up front, but if you didn't, you got stuck, you don't want to drive back. That part of it, supplies for sure, you know, that could add up to quite a bit if you're keeping a clean car. I mean, okay. Car washes, I recommend that there are certain car washes that give you memberships, like all-you-can-eat kind of a situation, so you can wash your car every other day. The MVPs we talked about, registrations and tags, travel meals, all your meals while you're doing rideshare is deductible. Your apps, like other apps such as, you know, Para, Gridwise, I don't know, uh, what you know, Mistro and whatever you're paying for, right? And obviously, car payments is a no-brainer. So these are all parts that you got. Why are we doing this, Chris? We're doing this because we're a small goddamn business. Yep. Okay, there you, you go. Need, if you're a small business, you need to know what you're bringing in, what is going out. And if you're not turning a profit, you're going yep. to fail like a brick-and-mortar business. So that's the whole thing. You don't want to say, oh, I made 200 bucks today, when in fact, you really only made $82 or maybe you broke even. So see, that's when see that's when made comes into play. You did not make 200 bucks, you grossed 200 bucks. Mm -hmm. Please change your lingo. Because when you see that 200 bucks in your bank account after you do the 85 <laughs> is 85 cents now. 85 cent uh what is that called? Cash out, right? Yeah. Um whatever that is. <laughs> Instant cash. Oh, yeah. By the way, you can deduct that 85 cents too. Okay? That's an expense. You can deduct that. <laughs> so now you're left with $199.15. Take your miles you drove, multiply it times 65 and a half cents IRS deduction. It's easy math divided by the hours you are on the road. Online time, it says on your app. If you're not making minimum wage, please quit doing right here. Do something else. Or re-strategize or multi-app. <laughs> what we got to move that number to like 50% above minimum wage. If you're doing right share, you're not over like 50% above minimum wage. I would suggest you guys um, do something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most likely, unless you're just not familiar with the area or you're new or something uh, like that. And, and you got to get strategy going. Yeah. Um, that's really what it comes down to. Yep. Okay. <laughs> that's it. What else? All right. So uh, next we have. Um, after the, the mileage deduction, we have uh, something with Lyft and uh, something they're doing with riders. And yeah, something, yeah. if you are using Lyft, uh, you should be on the lookout for. And, you know, here, here's another thing I'm going to say. Instead of just multi-apping on the driver's side, if you're using this service, if you're somebody who's watching this and you're using the service, multi-app on the platforms and see what ones are each providing you in terms of upfront estimations. Because, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stay loyal yeah. to one company uh, for whatever reason because they don't care about you. They just care that you're using them as their service. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> this is the, this explain is these the couple. All these three trips are identical, Chris. <laughs> identical. Yeah. So, you know, we did our town hall. We had Alex from San Francisco, right? So mm -hmm. he had some car trouble. He was, uh, you know, he had some car trouble, uh, tire trouble, actually. He didn't get tires. Car was at the dealership. He had to go back and forth a few times. So he goes, Sergio, look what I paid as a passenger. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So the first one, first one, same. Look, look at these the mileages, right? 
21 minutes, 17 minutes, and 4.88, 4.92. So all the same. Except the first one was early in the morning. There was no surge, right? So they charged Alex, our good buddy in San Francisco, 28 bucks for that chip. And there's a base fare, obviously, in San Francisco. Because he did give a $10 tip. Eight, yeah, they well, exactly. So learn from these people. That's a that's a generous driver to another driver right there. 10 bucks. If you do ever take an Uber and Lyft tip chip, please tip. Don't be like any other jackass on the platform. Okay. There you go. So it cost Alex 18 bucks for that trip, right? And then 10 more tips, 28. Great. Okay. So he goes down the way back. Half hour later, it started to rain and it was surging. This is Lyft, by the way. And look at the third screenshot, Chris, third one. What do you see there, Chris? Every number is the same, except... I see a wait and save discount. Yeah, yeah, no, like two notches above that. Oh, the prime time, 218%? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know you know what they paid to the driver for this? Because he talked to the driver. And on this one, he goes, Serge, you went up so high that I only could tip three bucks. I'm like, I'm glad you even tipped, right? I'm going to say they gave them $6.28. No, I mean, no, you can't go that low. It's like five miles. <laughs> they paid the driver 18 out of the oh 42. Boy. Out of the 42. Oh, boy. Think about that. Now, what did they charge the passenger, though? 218% prime time. Remember the good old prime time that we used to get? Oh, yeah. 100%, 200%. I'm going like, holy crap. So this is what they're doing, boys and girls. Ripping the packs with prime time. Okay. All right. And paying the full, you know, poor driver on the... What was, what was this driver? Did the driver tell them what the um, prime time pricing that they got was? For the bonus six price, six dollars and six seventy-five. Okay, so out of that thirty-three eighty-eight, <laughs> they got six dollars and twenty-five cents of that. That yeah. is why these companies should not be charging multiplier rates to the passengers. No, you can charge multiplier price. rate. Pay me the fucking multiplier rate. You can charge all yeah. the multiplier rate you want. I don't care what you charge. You can charge five hundred percent as long as yeah. you pay me the five hundred percent. I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. And I concur. as you correctly, as you correctly diagnosed, that was the guy goes, it was he went from $18, he goes, to 58. You know, he goes, I was like, wait and save at least, wait 15 minutes for a car. He saved 15 bucks that way at least. So the, the same identical chip that cost him 18 bucks half hour before cost him 42 with a 15 dollars discount. Yeah, that's crazy. And I'm like, bro, holy shit. There you go. That's what they do. They rip. Now this I mean, this is why you should multi-app on on the passenger side too. <laughs> better goddamn believe it. You know oh my mean? god. Yeah. All right. Well, let's switch it up a little bit to uh, instead of talking about Uber, let's talk about. Uh, I'm sorry. Instead of talking about Lyft, let's talk about Uber. Uh, sorry, getting a little confused yeah. there. Uh, where Uber is planning a kid service to replace mom and dad's taxi. Yeah. So you know this also. I picked this for a reason because. There are two companies in the U.S., you know, our side gig, side gig of side gigs, you know, we're doing every mm -hmm. week, right? Yep. There are two companies. Actually, one, my wife has gone through the sign-up process. She just had her FBI background check done. Oh, nice. For what? Hop, yeah, skip, yeah. Uh, For hop, skip, and drive, yeah. Oh, nice. And, and, and they have 25 chips for a 1,000 guarantee. 
Ooh, nice. You're going to go get that thousand, right? And drive Ooh. kids. There you go. So this goes together with our side gig slash Uber is getting into the kid transportation business. Now, what could go wrong with this picture? <laughs> <laughs> Um, like, first off, first off, let, let's sake. you know what? I don't I don't have a problem driving kids. I mean, the I, problem I the, the issue that I that I would have is if a child needs a car seat, I am not going to provide a car seat nope. for the liability purposes. So if the child needs a car seat, they probably shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Just my thought. I also yeah. think if you are going to be doing this, you should have a dash camera in your car, period. No questions. Uh, you need to have that because uh, if it comes down to a he said, she said thing, you know, you, you just cover your ass when it comes to, to it being a driver. 100%. Um, and, you know, when it comes back all all around, uh, you know, I mean, as long as those couple of things are met to me and the pay is good, I wouldn't have a problem with it. And that's yeah. me personally. Yeah. I mean, I, I have so, so I, I know what it's like, so. Tony, Tony, you made it. Tony Pierce, our great buddy, who's going to be a guest in February sometime, is here. I showed your uh, Trump National uh, two trips, multi-apping. Remember, Chris? That was Tony's mm -hmm. screenshots right oh, there. Oh, okay, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, so Uber goes. Uh, we're going to plan a kid service. In this is in Australia. There is not a goddamn chance this would happen in the U.S. Okay, without without more stringent background checks i'm telling you my wife has been dealing with this now now she she got she passed the background check with the fingerprint background check bro not on this checker bullshit half-ass watered down mm -hmm. whatever right yep. now she has to have a personal interview actually with a human before she gets on the platform oh yeah you know i mean i believe it that's she, got that's the, she had to do fingerprints too right yeah man yep. yeah and and the piss piss test uh for the for drugs so if you're smoking pot, you ain't getting on uh, hop, skip, and drive or kid kaboo. Those are the two big ones in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Hop, skip, and drive is pretty much all over because they got a massive amount of funding and they got to deal with the uh, Los Angeles U, uh, USD uh, school district. So I said, go do it. I mean, you're going to drive kids in the mornings and, you know, make some money and there's nothing wrong with it. And by the way, they're expanding their services into like babysitting or you can take kids to like their you know, uh, gym classes or soccer practice or whatever. So, you know, a lot of parents are busy. They don't have the time if they're willing to pay. And it pays a lot more than Uber, by the way. So there you go. So Uber hopefully is not going to get into this business because <laughs> well, without any background checks, bro, this would be a disaster. If they yeah, don't. hold on. But going in, it says ride-sharing company Uber has just rolled out an option to book vehicles equipped with children's car seat across Melbourne. So you want out of it? Don't carry car seat. Uh, Uber is also considering allowing unaccompanied children to use its service. In Australia, a recent study found most parents remain unwilling to let their children use a rideshare service unaccompanied. No Uber shit. policy, like most ridesharing companies, currently requires a solo passenger, and at least all one passenger needs to be over 18. Um, there appears to be more acceptance in countries such as the U.S., where child-specific rideshares are more widespread. Yep. Uh, more many time poor families are desperate for better alternatives to having to drive their children everywhere they need to go there are indeed high high social economic and environmental costs associated with rental taxis uh, but outsourcing this role to rideshare service is not the best solution it will reinforce an over-reliance on cars which is demonstrably 
harmful for children's health and well-being, which I'm kind of surprised because most of the time you drive anywhere, not a lot of walking unless you're going to the parks or yeah. something like that. Um, it did identify several factors that mattered to parents, including being able to decide the route of the vehicle, who is able to drive and ride in the vehicle, the presence of a designated adult waiting at the child's destination, uh, technological features such as GPS tracking and two-way cameras to communicate with the child during the trip. So there you go. That's even on well, their yeah, side. But, but all of this, all of this is for the drivers to avoid a very strict background check. Does it say anywhere near that you have to do a piss test and you have see to it. do a fingerprint, fingerprint uh, background check? Hell no, because they want all the drivers to do this. But you have all these little, you know, cookies on there in the car. Then you should be able to drive kids. No, if you're going to drive kids, bro, you need to be having a stricter background check and a piss test. There you go. Yeah. My and opinion. going on to that, this is a question from earlier. Uh, it okay. says, my question is, do you guys cancel people with children and no car seats? 100% of the time. There you and go. You See, that's said, that's the cancel you just sign answered right there. right there. You're having a major issue with people with no car seats in California. That's a $500 ticket. Are you going to pay that $500 ticket? And that's at the minimum. Because if there's something that happens, guess what? You're 100% liable because you're the driver of the car. So no matter what you do, you're liable. So if there's an accident, if there's a problem, something that happens, an injury, who's liable? Not I'll Uber. Take that, I'll take you. that a step further. Not only for car seat, if you think the person or the underage, right? You know, a lot of kids look older these days. They could be going to middle school and look like maybe they're 16, 17. Uh, ask ID. Don't be shy. Ask mm -hmm. ID. If they're underage, there's another X right there. Uh -uh. Do not do it. The liability is so huge. Do not do it. It's not worth the six bucks you're going to get. Right here. Dave yeah, says, okay. Uh, okay. Okay. You you're all, you're pissed off all the time. But you know what? My, I'm not going to worry more about your child than your own, than, than you as the parent. You know, I, I have a parent and two kids. I, I they're They're two and five right now. Would I let them in the car without a car seat? Hell fucking no. Oh, man. And for you or somebody in general uh, to say, hey, yeah, um, can you take my child without a car seat? Why would you do that? You're still a personal vehicle. Yeah. And we, we will uh, exchange kids. one stars. We will exchange one stars. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't started the ride. You can't rate me anyway. So I'm going like, exactly. I'm not even going to let you in the car, let alone start the ride. So I'm going like, you know that's okay let's move on and then and then you know for each time i pulled up in morning rush hour and for each time a parent said oh but the other uber driver did it uh, i go like yeah there are some idiot desperate desperados out there who will take a five dollar trip and risk their whole life in case something mm -hmm. goes wrong because guess what with a minor or an underage 15 14 year old in the car you get in a crash under the tos terms of service there is no, you know, period three insurance commercial coverage. None. You are screwed for life. So yep. it ain't worth it. Think about it. Even and that's the same thing. Even even if there's more passengers than what's allowed in your car, you know, if don't. they order, you you just don't do it because don't. it's the liability. So if there's something that happens, chances are nothing's going to happen. But do you want to risk it? I mean, it's the same thing when it comes down no, to people sir. getting behind the wheel when they're drinking. You know, oh, I, I could do it and I'm okay. I'm just down the street. Uh. But you know what? It only takes one time to screw everything up. And then if this is your well-being, if this is your livelihood, you're done. Yeah. 
and then you know they're, they're i mean chances are there could i mean chances are there's not going to be uh criminal but there could be some criminal uh charges that are brought forth uh when it comes down to it there could be a lot of civil um and again that's all going to be on you as the driver these companies are going to walk away scot-free because they put it in the tos and yep. the insurance company will come back and say well um not our problem. You're not following and yeah. adhering to the TOS. So yeah, exactly. We no no underage minors point. in your car. That's it. So yep. Christ Child says something interesting. Okay, just because someone passed a federal background check doesn't mean that they're a good person. Okay, we know that. We mm -hmm. know that things happen, but it's better a federal background check over a checker watered down bullshit background check any day, any day. Okay. So to me. You know, let's talk apples to apples here. Yes, anybody can do anything after they go through a federal background check. I, you know, that's life. I mean, today, you know, in a minute now, I can get in my car and get in a crash and die. I mean, you know, there are risks in life. But the more precautions you take, the better it is. And I, you know, I, I think I think these these child driving services in the U.S. are doing the right way. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's it. Yep. Any last things? Any last things to say or? No, we want, to, we want to thank our sponsor again, Legal Rideshare. Uh, we're going to have him on actually, when was it? 24th? 24th. Yeah, I think uh, two weeks. Yeah, in two we weeks we're going to have them on and they're going to they're going to be here to talk about what your rights are, number one. And number two, answer questions if you guys have any questions. Um, they're a serious outfit. They're legit. They're nationwide. We wouldn't deal with it otherwise. So um, that's it. And uh, we hope you are enjoying the rest of your evening, day, wherever you are, the week. What? Sorry, that's nothing what? to do with you. I've driven that. <laughs> okay. I got to mention this. Ganjayu. You know what Ganjayu is? Ganja? No, I don't know. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no. it stands for <laughs> get a real, <laughs> get a real, what's the N for? I don't know. But Garge, get a real job university. He's starting a university. He's going to license people. You know how many times yes. as Uber drivers we hear, get a real job then. Yeah. <laughs> this is a real job, you moron. You get a real job, you. Oh, you fixed it. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> get a real job university. <laughs> All right. Tony, you got to make a T-shirt, and then you got to send it to one of us just oh, so we can uh, wear it on, on, uh, <laughs> on the get show. All right. All right. Well, have a good rest of your day. Uh, go out there, make some money, figure out your costs, scroll Smash back into like the, uh, into the time when it yes. uh, goes, when we go over that, figure out your costs. Again, we yeah. are going to have a calculator. Yeah. It's something that we're trying to work on. Um, it's just taking more time. Uh, so it will be coming. Uh, we're not giving you a guarantee time when it's going to be, uh, only because we just don't know specifically, but, uh, we are working on it. We're getting the preliminary and then we're going to fine tune everything before we release it to everybody. Um, with that being said, decline garbage, know your worth. <laughs> you betcha. Right there. All right. Have a good have a good one, everyone. Smash the like button. Yes, yeah, smash the like button. Forgot sure. about that. Yeah. All right.